0: Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about a certain celebrity taking all the good lady parts in Hollywood are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Bruce Jenner?
1: Oh, oh wait a second. Oh.
0: How did that happen?
1: Lady parts, double meaning. You're not allowed to employ double meanings to fool me, are you?
2: <laughs> I didn't know we could get them off the shelf. Here, I've been buying dinner and drinks and <laughs> flying them with wine for lady parts. You
1: yeah. would just take the parts. I would just take some parts. You yeah. just need yeah. to go to the Napa it's Auto so Center yeah. and get, yeah. yourself
0: get, yourself <laughs> says, <laughs> get yourself some lady parts. Get yourself
1: some lady parts. <laughs> Billy D Williams says, get yourself some lady parts. That way I can get the ones that I like, <laughs> you know. You know and also
0: ones. sometimes it's better to get your own parts instead of uh, and just pay for the labor.
3: Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody, part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it, felt I owed it to them. (laughs) (laughs) You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club and Oasis for weary travelers. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, Pulpepic.com, YouTube, Player.fm, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net. Absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes. You know, Share, like posts, rate us, leave a review, all that. We appreciate it, and if you do all that, still, no charge. Holy. Speaking of TheMovieGuys.net, after the show, (laughs) head on over there for new movie reviews, including Furious 7, Unfriended, Alex of Venice, and some extensive articles on the best short films out there, and the indie film Primrose Lane. But please check out my review of Far From the Madding Crowd. Hmm. Uh, I I try like hell to review it, but keep getting distracted by Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're also on WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically, search The Movie Guys on the internets and Googles, and we come right up. I'm your host for the Hardest Working Podcast on the Airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe.
0: I called ahead to get a seat next to the mayonnaise.
3: Bart (laughs) Caius. Turns out, size does matter. And Adam Whit.
1: There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that.
3: We are joined all show long by comedian and writer who has uh, performed all over on stage radio on his podcast, Obsessed on iTunes, and more. Plus, he's written for, among other things, the great riff track, something cool. we can all appreciate here at the Movie Guys, Joseph Scrimshaw. Hey. Thank,
4: you. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. Hey, those so those little things that you say after your name, do you say them the same things every show, or do you say different things every time?
1: No, you get different things every time, and I always forget until I see says something. Have you ever just
4: said, says something? Maybe Uh, Uh, you should. Says something. That's a movie quote, right?
1: Says something. Certainly something. Would you like to say something? something? I could introduce your name again.
4: No, that's fine. (laughs) I mean, I'll just drop them in throughout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Perfect, that's Whatever fair. you yeah. feel, just that's say good. a movie quote. Yeah. I love uh, you. Right? Uh, just if I say that randomly, I mean it is a movie quote.
3: Oh, yeah, the Empire right. Strikes Back, We're Yeah, right are exactly. right yeah.
2: I'm going to use that one on my next date. If I happen to say I love you, I'm just quoting a movie. How quick, how quick you went
3: from lady parts to an actual woman you're trying to
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Joseph, do you, I assume as a riff tracker, much like the rest of us in this room, when you meet someone and you kind of want to suss out if they're kind of like a movie guy, or a movie gal, you kind mm-hmm. of will throw out a reference, right, to see if they bite. But it could be a part of the conversation. Yeah,
4: uh, For me, I feel like our whole culture is so permeated with pop yeah. culture stuff that I used to like that used to be a little bit like, that's weird if you're super into a movie. Now I feel like probably everyone is in a garage or a basement talking about a movie into a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> Like the odds of that are so much higher. Yeah, like I have, yeah, It's more like, can I maybe get out of a conversation like that <laughs> just every once in a while? Yeah. Like, how so are your kids? I honestly want to know. So <laughs> just talking about it. No Avengers? way! I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Of like, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to find out if you're sort of simpatico.
1: Yeah, exactly. Are you guys playing cards or something like that? And you're like, oh, is an animal house reference going to come back or something? You know, you're like, okay, that's the guy that I probably can talk about Caddyshack later with or something. Or if you yeah. say to somebody and you just
0: say, listen, and they say, do you smell something? Do you smell something? Exactly. Exactly. I will talk to them. I
1: will
3: tell them yeah, uh, Ghostbusters always goes a long way. Certainly.
1: Yes. I know every word to that.
3: Uh, now, listen, as ever, don't go into the multiplex unprepared. Oh, no. We are here to uh, give you your weekly patented movie previews. Uh, this week, only one film really worth talking about The Avengers Age of Ultron, the <laughs> sequel to everything,
4: it seems. <laughs> <laughs> sequel to Indiana I Jones.
1: Designed
3: <laughs>
1: to save the world. the manner of people who look to the
3: sky and see hope.
2: I'll take that from them first. Ooh. This movie has everything, Paul. Stuff blowing up, stuff exploding, stuff imploding, a Hulk running amok. A muck, I tell ya. <laughs> Just wanted to say a muck. <laughs> I did. <laughs> there is a description somewhere on the internet that has Hulk running amuck. Oh. Like the Wikipedia plot description ends with something, something, and then the Hulk runs
1: amok. Yeah, by the way, it's
4: almost a spoiler.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite games is you find a unique word and you throw out to a friend in the room. What's his superpower? So therefore, I, and because it's Avengers week, I say to the room, "Amuck. What's his superpower? Amuck? <laughs> yeah. A superhero
4: named Amuck." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I think he would just spread everywhere. I right? think he could just explode and <laughs> yeah. throw parts of himself <laughs> across the room.
1: He's like, he turns himself into several clones, but he has to explode against the wall first. I think his body
4: just explodes. Yeah. I think there's just viscera <laughs> everywhere.
3: And then it reforms like a Terminator. Yeah, like a Terminator. His, his main power is
4: just distraction, I just think. Just distraction.
0: <laughs> Boom! You know, I think when I was a kid, my arm, my stretch Armstrong ran amuck. <laughs>
2: oh, she punctured it,
4: right? Yeah. yeah. He oozed all over the room? Yeah. yeah there's yeah. some fluid
2: around. in him, wasn't there? It's yeah, gooey yeah.
0: and sticky. And, and every time Adam slow. plays
2: this game, I, I always think, well, be careful, because this is probably a tick supervillain.
0: Hey, it probably <laughs> is. A lo- I, I've had when
2: that it happen.
1: Though. I thought I created the Red Scare. I did not. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought you did too. The Red Scare actually had been a tick villain. Uh, and Paul hilarious. played the Red Scare in a f- yeah. short film I shot in Chicago. Uh, he actually <laughs> existed
3: already. Mm-hmm. Oops. Joe oh, Nunez.
0: And, uh, oh, uh, somebody was talking to me and he said, you know, Karen, your husband reminds me of the tick I took that um, as a compliment. I take nice. that. Yeah.
3: I get Warburton a lot. Not yeah. that I'm... You're
1: very ticked, no, no, not right? Warburton. The
3: Tick. The tick the thank tick. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is I Still a compliment. I met Paul it's a good t- physique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I met Paul, the first thing I did was put him in a superhero short because listen to the guy.
3: <laughs> Let's get on to the movie previews, Arthur. <laughs> th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, summer's officially kicking off here with the Avengers Age of Ultron. It comes to the big screen this Friday and a bigger screen Ooh. if you're willing to pay extra. Adam, <laughs> let's talk about it. Oh,
1: Summer movies don't get any bigger than The Avengers, which is either the 2nd or the 10th sequel in the heroic action-adventure series by Marvel Studios. In a sequel crazy world where Divergent
3: 2 had to hire a different director because the director of Divergent 1 wasn't finished shooting, it's refreshing that Marvel Studios made 10 films to make sure we were completely cool with the second Avengers.
1: For both, for, for both of you in the audience who haven't heard of the Avengers...
3: How are things in Antarctica?
1: Yes. Uh, I'm sorry you were raised in a basement, but glad to hear you were rescued safely. Oh, and also the Avengers were a group of superheroes who defend Earth from the greatest threats in the universe.
3: Age of Ultron is the sequel to The Avengers, released in 2012, which became the highest-grossing film of that year, the highest-grossing comic book adaptation ever, the highest-grossing superhero film ever, and the highest-grossing movie ever released by Walt Disney Studios, taking in $1.5 billion worldwide, which makes it the third-highest-grossing film in history, behind Titanic and Avatar. So... No pressure, Sequel. It'll beat it. <laughs>
1: It'll it's beat it has got its number. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, the Avengers team consists of Iron Man, the rich guy with the power to dissipate envy and jealousy amongst friends.
3: Thor, the god of thunder, second only to the god of whale sounds for supremacy and putting you to sleep.
0: Captain America, the benevolent and selfless soldier who fights for the little guy and is for some reason named after America.
2: And the Incredible Hulk, who transforms from a giant green monster into a different respectable actor every time he changes. Oh.
1: This time the team is joined by comic favorites The Scarlet Witch, The Living Poltergeist, Quicksilver, who's faster than a
3: lawsuit over the speedster in X-Men Days of Future Past, but slower than the Flash TV show in pop culture penetration.
1: Now, small warning for Karen and Bart. There are a lot of characters in this movie and they all have different names oh. as in as the the main heroes are joined by the robot hero The Vision. Punisher, I think, uh Ghost Rider, Magneto, Spawn, uh Darkman, Mighty Mouse, Steel, the Phantom, Auto Man. And uh, Sting. Just uh, the
4: the musician sting. Yeah, the musician <laughs> sting.
1: Um, also in a movie. See, I think Wonderbug, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Grape Ape and maybe the the dog from the Jetsons. I think I think that's it. And that's everybody.
3: Yeah. But Karen probably knows the actors who appear in the film, like Robert Downey Jr.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I know him from Only You with Marissa Tomei. And Chris Evans? <laughs> oh, I remember him from What's Your Number with Anna Ferris?
3: Mark Ruffalo.
0: Oh my god, he was so good in just like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon. And
3: Chris Hemsworth?
0: Yeah, um, I don't know him.
4: He's from your fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> Never, <laughs> Never from it. last night.
1: <laughs> Never made a romantic
0: comedy, that guy? No. Oh. Like he said, it's in my romantic comedy <laughs> dreams. <laughs> dreams. Now the Avengers has
1: a cast so big you sometimes forget that Samuel L. Jackson is also in it, and that literally never happens any other time with any other movie.
3: <laughs> as far as plot goes, Tony Stark accidentally opens the door to the creation of a sequel to The Avengers when one of his weapons programs gets co-opted and corrupted and then combined with a very rare commodity called Vibranium. Without
2: Boobro, I can't make my superconductors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you speak Joe versus the volcano at a party? I would say. Yeah. Oh, so you speak Joe.
2: You have no the idea how hard I tried to get yeah. that in there. Oh
1: God!
4: Wow, that's from a movie that was made in the 20th century. I mean, it sounds so old. That clip, <laughs> right?
1: That clip is not in HD. It's yeah. a mono. <laughs> now this gives Spawn to the enemy, uh, the ultimate enemy, Ultron, and his enemy, his army of robot drones, who are convinced that the only way to save the world is by destroying all the people that inhabit it. Wait, actually. Now that I think about it, this Ultron guy actually has a pretty good point.
3: The films are so successful that Guy with Four Lines from Iron Man 1 was spun off into his own TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., now in season two on ABC. And if you want an example of how popular Marvel's characters are, that show came after the character died. <laughs> it's the longest running TV program with a dead guy in the lead since The Jay Leno Show oh! was at 10 p.m. on NBC. <laughs>
1: Now, Marvel has become famous for their post-credit scenes. He sure does. Uh, That show at least does. Uh, Now, Marvel has become famous for their post-credit scenes. However, earlier in the month, it was announced that Age of Ultron would have no post-credit scene. But we've uncovered the reason in our exhaustive research. Marvel is working on a movie that's all (laughs) post-credit scenes. Yes, it's Long Silence... And then someone says something cryptic that a comic fan has to explain to his friends next to him <laughs> in the theater. Then it fades out and fades up into an all-new disconnected moment for two hours.
3: Since Marvel Studios began this radical storytelling journey, they've based their movies on the doubts of critics just as much as they've based them, uh, the movies on comics. Iron Man was declared too obscure, Thor doubly so, Captain America too patriotic. Critics were certain the sequels would be derivative or devoid of new ideas, and Guardians of the Galaxy's clash between potential for failure and degree of success sent out a shockwave that's still killing naysayers.
1: For all their heroic deeds, the Avengers have decimated one real-world villain who's plotting against everyone always. The snarky internet critic. They are so defeated that none of them even has an opinion as to how well something named Ant-Man might do, and that movie sounds ridiculous. (laughs) There you go. That's Avengers: Age of Ultron.
3: Your thorough preview. So, maybe now you'll go see it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everyone in the world. Is is anything else being released this weekend? Like literally, is there anything else?
3: Yeah, I think. well, far from the Madding crowd. Okay. That uh, is opening.
4: And that's just designed Victorian to Victorian-era people drummer. annoyed that it's not maddening. So, like
0: that's makes, <laughs> <me It's maddening. laughs> makes me crazy. That's well, yeah. a Shakespeare quote, right? Madding crowd? I thought it was Madding I looked it
3: up. Madding means frenzied. Yeah. Uh, and I thought maddening would mean building a frenzy. I'm
4: pretty sure it's a lyric in the Dean Martin song Volare. Oh. But oh, from.
1: The Madden crowd. It is almost
4: exactly not like that. <laughs> Did you have any idea how that went when
3: you started in?
1: No, you just started, start singing.
3: <laughs> it, it, was, it was a good pastiche of the general <laughs> genre. I think I, I, but I think, I think it's something no low like, relation to the rhythm like or the Ruffalo melody. like impression. It's close enough. <laughs> I think Avengers is four thousand one hundred plus screens. Far from wow. the Madden crowd is thirty nine. <laughs> yeah. is, is that, like, actual or Yeah, evaluation? those are right around. No, it's right wow, around. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Who's but it is, a it's a
4: romantic it's comedy an art, It's an art house, art Victorian house,
3: yeah. era thing. It's it's going to be 39 yeah. screens whenever it opens. Right. You know? But, yeah, nothing. Everything moved to the side for yeah. Avengers. Do
0: you think they... Well, oh, why am I asking this? The Avengers are finally going to knock the Fast and the Furious movie out of the... Oh,
1: yes. For sure. Because that's
0: yeah. been up there since it opened.
1: It's already... Well, nothing or, tried to compete.
0: Paul Blart!
3: <laughs> yeah, right. it's true. Paul Dude. Blart couldn't knock Furious Seven up. That, right? that, that is a proven
1: franchise. <laughs> Different demo. Different demo. Yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> maybe Paul Blart Seven will do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. crashing into five things more movies. doesn't do as well as cars, I guess. I I guess. Guy crashing. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to
2: see Tyler Perry's Medea as Paul Blart.
0: It huh? is going to happen. That would so be. Get ready.
1: <laughs> I want to see Medea as more a super- lady parts, or <laughs> Superhero, lady parts. What's her superpower? Lady see, there you go. I feel like
0: I saw Medea on CNN <laughs> beating up her kid during the riot. That's what I. Yeah, saw. that was just
2: Tyler Perry. <laughs> that was, that was just, yeah.
3: he was filming another movie.
0: <laughs> I think I saw that.
3: So I should I should say to the the crowd. I don't know how many people are doing this, but Adam is cold turkey on this or cool turkey. You've seen some stuff. Cool. I watched the
1: first teaser tr- and i think the first teaser and the first trailer once
3: by the way we're not on still on far from the matting crowd oh. we've <laughs> gone back to events <laughs> just for our audience well i right.
1: also haven't seen the trailer from far from the Matting crowd <laughs> but you are for ice, you are ice cold ice on that one. oh yeah. i'm going in so cold <laughs> on far from the Madding crowd but but joseph here i uh, no uh, i
4: haven't i haven't watched anything on purpose like i've seen like flashes of things because yeah. i can't turn the TV off. You can't turn enough. life off right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've avoided it. I, mm-hmm. I just, I know I'm going to enjoy the movie, so I don't feel like uh, I want to see anything. Because, yeah. I yeah, I don't like I, I think the trailers show too much for everything. I'm sure yes. if I saw the trailer for Madding and Crowd I'd be maddened by how much that, <laughs> that showed. And then especially when it's a thing I actually care about. I just don't like being distracted by my own sort of narrative construction based on, hey, I saw yeah. that scene, so it must relate to this other scene in yes. this way. That's exactly what And what it I'm is. distracted by myself. It's not like, oh, man, I don't want to know the thing. It's more like, I don't want to be distracted by the secondary movie playing in my own head. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: heard there's huge swaths of the plot of The Avengers. And no, remembering the first one, there was so much more movie there than was ever advertised to me. It will ab- obviously be quite fresh. Yeah. But yes, it started with Star Wars. And I realized with you know, Phantom Menace or whatever, I just studied that thing like the Zapruder Film to figure out everything and made up a whole world that, of course, didn't come true. Not only because that movie wasn't very good, and the one I had in my head was incredible, uh, but <laughs> but you know, but also just like I just had spent too much time, and there are shots that you memorize that you go, oh, I haven't seen that yet. So oh, it so must wait fall a in here. Yeah, exactly. I,
4: I read that. the backs of the Phantom Menace action figures, and I did put together the plot. Correctly, and then I was shocked, and that's when it made me start to think. Like, I don't want to know plots. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's. Yeah, you, we're savvy filmmakers. We see a plane explode in a trailer. Well, when our characters get on the plane, he's like, "All right, when is this gonna explode?" Yeah, and yeah, sometimes right? I go exactly. into a film going like, "Please explode right away," so I don't have to wonder.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard David Spader until this clip. that, that or James, Spader. Uh, James Spader. James Spader. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> Dave, David, David Spader. Spader. David Spader. That is <laughs> David Spader as Ultron. But James, I hadn't heard uh, James Spader <laughs> voice. And I just recently watched the uh, parts of The Office TV show that he's on. Oh. So that's going to be disturbing and distracting and weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like The Office to me.
1: It's so exciting knowing nothing, I mean, except the super basics, that, like, really, this finally, I've done this to myself, where when I go in there, everything will be a fresh image. Like, there are only, like, now it's been so long, and that was the thing, too, is, like, you store up all those images, but if you've only seen it once, and it was, like, four months ago that I saw the first trailer, uh, all those images are gone. The Hulk fights the Iron Man, I remember that, (laughs) and that's it. Like that, there's the the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, and that's all I remember. They
4: changed his name to the Iron Man. The
1: Iron Man. <laughs> <they> didn't want to <laughs> know that. <laughs> damn it, Irony <laughs> Man. What's his superpower? <laughs> the Captain of America. Is the also Captain of America. Of America. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Invincible Iron Man. For, for a comic book fan, I just took the Invincible out. In my oh, it's Whenever a mother nice. is hiring.
0: Is a whenever a mother is hiring the. The American man and uh, the, um, the captain of America? the Captain of America for her birthday party because she doesn't want to have the, right. the kids um, party company doesn't want to get sued. Hi,
3: kids! Not here as a member of the Walt Disney <laughs> Company at all. Who wants cake?
0: <laughs> so, um, from so, captain so, of the America. Captain of the America. The the Mister Hulk. What were you calling him?
1: The the
3: Asgardian God. That's me. <laughs> God. Thunder dude. Thunder and we're
1: dude. here. We're here with our, our friend Dora, the girl who's lost. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, Scooby, the talking dog, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, get, they wouldn't do that. Um, now, for I have gone sort of cool turkey on this without even <laughs> trying. Like I'm specifically going on Star Wars cool turkey, which means I've seen the trailer once in the theater, and that's it. Yeah, I'm done. You still, I don't yeah, watch it on my phone. You that. know, whatever. Yeah. I saw it in the theater with the, uh, at Star Wars Celebration. I saw that it, so it was the like place the place it. to see it. I would have broken it. And somehow <laughs> Avengers has done that too. Like they pop up clips, clip from Avengers. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And now somehow I've only seen like the original trailer and then the newer one like once. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I didn't even watch it to to get in here and write some of these jokes because I just figured we know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I mean, on. I know yeah. Avengers And jokes. so... I'm all set. I feel pretty good about going in on Sunday.
0: I did hear the interview with um, Robert Downey Jr. on Stern, and he doesn't give anything away either. Cause yeah, they talked about other stuff yeah. mostly. Yeah. They talked about him walking out on the interview, and I thought that that was interesting because that's so many years ago that he had a drug and alcohol problem, and that reporter guy was getting all nervous because he knew he was going to ask kind of uh, a bad question. you heard question. Of this? Yeah, no, I watched yeah. it, and I
4: thought, he, I thought uh, Robert Downey Jr. walked out like a boss. I thought it was I great. I did too. I thought yeah. it was really
0: great. Oh. And he said he was a little <coughs> uncomfortable because he he wanted to promote the movie and that's what he was there to do. And then when he could tell that guy was starting to do that, he didn't want to handle it inappropriately and he wanted to be respectful. Yeah, I thought he was really
4: respectful and I thought it was also very clear that he was looking over to check with his agent, manager, whoever was in charge of the interview of like, this guy is clearly going way off of what he agreed to mm-hmm. and he keeps looking over like is this cool and then eventually he clearly gets the sign of like nope i got the sign that it's done yeah. and then it was really nice about it
2: now was this a press junket where the reporters rotate in yeah so that's kind of weird for you to be the one that walks off because it was the first <laughs> so he's just got to walk wait into the hall yeah. and then wait for the next guy to come in and then he walks back <laughs> pretty in pretty much yeah. an <laughs> actual
4: walk of shame for that yeah. interviewer has <laughs> to go <laughs> past Robert Downey Jr.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be waiting here. in the
4: hall until the next I, guy shows up
0: Paul you heard the interview um, Robert Downey Jr. said that interviewer had also done something similar to somebody else Tarantino Tarantino, Tarantino. Yeah, I tried
3: to nail him with stuff in Tarantino apparently if, and I'd love to find this he online, just dismantled the guy Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just went off on him
1: yeah someone linked to it one of the articles I didn't get chance yeah. to watch it though. I mean,
3: Downey on Un- Stern said that this is a movie for that kids are going to tune families. in and want to hear what he has to say about it. we want to talk about this other stuff. So I'm sure yeah. that's why at the beginning they probably said, everyone who comes in, we're not talking about any of this
1: stuff. We're talking about Iron Man. Yeah, yeah that's a big no-duh on the Avengers thing. Like, oh, don't talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s tr- troublesome drug years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no shit. No like, if yeah. anybody it, else were told that, like, yeah, I got it. And
3: you're not going <laughs> to get him thinking, oh, you're avoiding, but I'm going to nail you with it. He's talked about it all. It's not yeah. like it's, it's not, uh, Yeah, and part of the reason
0: he was considered for Iron Man was because it was someone that was coming back from a bad history, from a bad past, and he is making better of his life. There's so many parallels that are fantastic and why the casting's brilliant. So why would you be like, ha-ha?
1: That's the amazing thing. (laughs) When we get to what what did you see this week, I want to talk about that in relation to Iron Man 3, as I've watched every movie this week. You got to prepare. Got prepared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still getting prepared. But but there's something really interesting. Uh, Iron Man 3 might be like the second best Marvel movie after watching it the third time. But what at, yeah,
5: yeah. It's, all right it's, it's
1: i much, saw it twice i, it. I like it. it's much better than i each time than i remember the previous time it gets better and better and better you need to watch it again
0: i do because i watched iron man twice and i loved it more the second yeah. time iron man three god i love him so
1: good i
3: wanted to have sex with guy pierce i'll tell you that much i <laughs> i have been slicker oh yeah. oh yeah handsome
0: all right great feeling
1: studly
3: yeah. yeah
1: by the way i gotta say before we move on Uh, I've been quite restrained here. This is incredible that we are on the verge of a second Avengers movie I've discussed very uh, normally, but I'm jumping up and down as I watch all these movies It is insane. My roommate is so tired of me saying because I get this realization every time and, and it's a big no-duh, yeah, they made an Iron Man movie. But as I'm watching Iron Man, I still have the same feeling I had in 2008 or uh, that I had in, like, 1989 with Batman or whatever. Like, holy crap, they made an Iron Man movie. And my roommate's like, yeah, no shit, there's a second Avengers. I go, yeah, but it's still, it's it's impossible that they would have even made this. Or, like, or the Captain America and Thor. Like, the fact that they made those... That's just that's just ridiculous. When you
3: first heard <laughs> they were gonna try and pull all the characters together, it's like no Good way.
1: luck! Yeah. Good <laughs> luck! Nobody can even make a decent Batman movie more than yeah. once in a row. Yeah. You know? Like, good luck. You're gonna do Thor and Captain America? I mean, I know I know who they are, but who's gonna give a shit who those two guys are? Captain America
4: know? never seemed like a risk to me. Oh, uh, come on. That's so yeah. good. They
1: can't do Superman, they can't do goody-goody. The idea that he's this like I mean, who Captain America is as a person, but Captain America had been more. Captured.
4: He has he. People were more aware of him, and the idea of him yeah. is very easy. He's a super soldier who loves America. That's yeah. really easy. Hey, you remember some Norse mythology and mullets <laughs> and the hammer? See, like sense. Thor is the one that's like. I think the yeah, Thor, definitely. the fact that the Thor movie just was not bad is what made Marvel. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they once everybody bought into th- this is how ludicrous it can be. Then, then they're kind of set.
1: Well, that's the big Marvel thing too. They made Iron Man, which, of course, at the time people were like, "Huh? Who's this obscure character with the, which actor?" Boy, good luck, Marvel. <laughs> these smart critics. Uh, but of course, he was a brilliant choice. It was, and it, that that storytelling was a brilliant choice. And that, and when I saw Iron Man, I was like, "That's the potential of these movies." You go watch like Batman Returns, and you're like, "What are you doing? What is anybody <laughs> thinking? Is anybody putting any thought into this? You've got Batman, 100 years of comic books." And this is what you did, it bears no relation to anything, and nobody said anything throughout the development process, but you look at Iron Man and you go, yeah, that's what happens to that character, and that's the potential drama that's possible in it. And then they kept doing that over and over and over with all the other characters.
0: I uh, ask you this, Adam, because I don't know the comic books. I want to know, do you think that assisted the comic book telling of the story, the fact that the war is the way it is today? Because they were able to take Iron Man and put it really modernly set in war today.
1: no, I think that's just because you just don't want to set it in Vietnam and have him be 65 or whatever, you know. I think they they just needed to modernize it because of his age. But no, what really changed it was the fact that imagine there's a guy who makes army ammunitions who one day finds out the morality of... Of living that legacy. Well,
0: isn't that kind of like what the United States did when we gave arms to people then who eventually used it against us?
1: We learned a lesson? No, I don't think we did. No. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I just say I, I see a parallel
0: with that because like Bin Laden was using our own weapons against us.
4: Yeah, I don't think that is, yeah, no. I think that is a not at all subtle thing going right? on in the first Iron <laughs> That's Man. That's what I guess yeah. I was true. saying. I think That's that true. they used that yeah, to no. make
0: me really like Iron Man because I'm like, I understand what you're talking about. I connected to that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, and despite
3: uh, you know our goof that you only knew these actors from the romantic comedies, you love Robert Downey Jr. and do, and, and yeah. guys like him that cross over to other people other like me who normally
0: wouldn't see these movies, yeah. but yeah. I went because everybody else was going, <clears throat> and I wanted to see Robert Downey Jr. again because he hadn't done anything for a long time that I wanted to see. And he was great, and I loved it.
1: And that's a really interesting point too, because now there's a lot of pressure on Marvel to do a female heroes, because these have all been men, and to, they're what they're developing. Ms. Marvel. They're developing Captain uh, Marvel. Or Captain Marvel, yes. Is uh, that a woman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And they and they're developing uh, uh, Jessica Jones for Netflix, and they've got a couple other things in the pipeline, and then of course Wonder Woman. DC wants to do Wonder Woman, but the thing is. The, the appeal of Robert Downey Jr. is huge to women, not just because he's cute. It's because he's just this well-rounded character. So it's interesting. I don't think you'd go see Captain Marvel, but you would definitely see Iron Man 4. Yeah, because
0: I, <laughs> so. I want to go see a hot dude.
4: Yeah, You If it was an actress that you know playing if, Captain Marvel, which it will be. If
0: it's Sandra Bullock. Or, uh, it will uh, be Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I would see it. And if it was Reese Witherspoon, I'd see it. I'd also see it if it's... Um, uh, Melissa McCarthy No Julia Roberts no. But there's obviously a line it.
1: Because you didn't go see Demolition Man For Sandra Bullock But No that's true That's true <laughs> That's before she that's was That's true Alright oh, And
3: uh, we always love to welcome New sound effects uh, uh, Tell me if this is new or not But when trailers go nuts oh, okay. With the sound effects It's always fun So now Somewhere Avengers Jamie
1: Kennedy Is rolling over in his a-
3: Age of Ultron uh, Has this I guess that's the same as <laughs> it's, it's not quite a blong. Yeah,
4: it's got it's like a blong aftershock. I mean, it yeah. is like an evolution <laughs> of it because it tricks you because at first it just sounds like oh loud noise, right. and, but then it's got the sneaky vibration, sneaking. Like a, it's got like a little fart of vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a blong
0: is in a mirror. Fart. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's a reflection of itself. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
3: <laughs> All right, well, listen, the Avengers... What's his superpower? Fort Morato? <laughs> <burrito>? Pretty obvious. <laughs> Singing Volare from his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Avengers are state-of-the-art superheroes, but they... they we're talking about how they tie them into modern stories and everything, but they do harken back to old-school comic book joy in the spirit of Captain America, we were talking about this, when yeah. he would show up in the middle of your comic book and tell you how great hostess uh, fruit pies had. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they fought
1: all kinds of crime with uh, fruit pies. Funny.
3: Well, there are, are a host, <laughs> a bevy, if you a will, a hostess, of uh, Avengers movie product tie-ins, as you can imagine. The best we've seen so far, the Age of Ultron costumes featuring, featuring Black Widow child wig and Tony Stark mustache and goatee, which you can buy for your kid. The little Tony Stark mustache. <laughs> and if goatee. I had a
0: kid, I would buy that for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be
3: awesome. The worst we've seen, that H with an arrow pointing the uh, logo that Hillary Clinton is using for a presidential campaign. Total Avengers ripoff. H with an it. arrow? Is, is that an arrow? The H that is, like, is like, like the A oh. arrow.
0: You know what? Maybe that's her move. She may not be all that stupid. That's uh, true. Yeah. Maybe, yeah.
3: Arrowing. But I think we can all agree there's something awesome about Kellogg's Avengers Age of Ultron sweetened cereal with Avengers Team marshmallows. Hey, kids! Now you, too, can save the Earth
2: like the Mighty Avengers. Yay! But unlike the Avengers, you can save the Earth from your very own breakfast table with the Avengers Age of Ultron-Os. All right! Boring cereals have met their match because the Avengers Age of ultron cereal contains glazed toasted oat pieces with marshmallow heroes. Lucky charms, but with a hit movie, The Avengers on the box. All right, I buy it. Assemble a complete breakfast with the Avengers, Age of Ultron-O's, and help the Marshmallow Avengers defeat the unstoppable toasted oat cereal villainy of Ultron as he threatens to cover New York in milk and
0: menace. I'm not sure that's the plot. I want to eat breakfast like Iron Man.
2: Well then, little girl, you're in luck because every box of Avengers Ultron-O's contains your favorite Marshmallow heroes. There's Iron Man's Yellow Moons.
0: Yay! Wait, what? What was that?
2: Thor's Blue Diamonds of Asgard.
0: Alright, wait a minute, did you just...
2: Captain America's orange stars and stripes.
0: Orange? That's the one color Captain America doesn't wear. And
2: the green Hulk's lucky clovers. No, no, just no on that one. No, and the no, pink no. heart for every heart that Black Widow has broken.
0: Wait, you mean murdered? She's an assassin who shoots people in the heart and deliberately kills them to death.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Pink hearts, yellow moons, blue diamonds, orange stars, green clovers? This is just lucky charms. But with Avengers on the box.
0: We've been had.
1: That's why Gloob
2: Foods offers you a choice. Avengers Cereal for Kids or Ultron Flakes for Adults. Ultron Flakes are made with all-natural, organic, gluten-free, antioxidant, probiotic, whole grains. So, like Ultron, you can belong to a superior race and look down upon your friends for eating garbage. Come on, Kate, let's eat the rest of that cereal that's just donuts and go play. Yeah! We also have cereal for poor kids, whose parents can't afford the premium cereals. It comes in a bag instead of a box, because we're guessing it's the box that costs so much. So, if you're not picky, try Batman vs. Superman Rings of Fruit!
3: It's almost as good as Avengers. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah we, got <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a sponsor. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. good, finally. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, that as was... See, potential uh,
1: sponsors, that's where it would go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: We've only that one movie to cover this week, so we can skip right to guest time. Hey. Yay. Yay! The next section of our <laughs> show is dedicated to our guest, once again, a stand-up comic who has albums, books, Album. podcast, obsessed on iTunes, so mm-hmm. let's get to know Joseph Scrimshaw, everybody. Yay! Yay. <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks
1: What's the podcast about? Uh, it's uh, called Obsessed. I love that title. Uh,
4: yeah, so I... I love Obsession. Yeah, I, I you know, I sense that about you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. I like Obsessed people. Yeah, sometimes uh, it comes
1: down to that. I'm just like, I just like Obsession. Like, that's why I'm watching Marvel movies all week. I'm like, I like obsessing on it. It's so great.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I interview people about things that they like, uh, and I ask them, you know, for something not that they just like, but something that they're obsessed with. Yeah. Something that maybe it crosses the line just a little bit of like, is this entirely a good thing? Do I ever like... <laughs> You're in the right room. ...go a little bit too far with what I in interested in and i i like that because i'm a very obsessive person yeah
1: so. it's fun right you, yeah. you just get to dedicate yourself to something and yeah and yes unless you're an insane person none of us are insane we realize <laughs> look i'm going too far I, i'm having a stage reading of ghostbusters in my living room because i like ghostbusters so much i know i'm going too far I'm oh, going, i did that enjoy for my birthday all, birth all of it yeah well, exactly. but the question for me on the
4: podcast is things like did you in doing that were you using it to avoid something else, or did you skip something that you wanted, would have otherwise wanted to do?
0: Mm. Oh when no you, no, it was my birthday party. I, I contacted exactly everyone ahead wanted, of time. Right? Yeah. Yep, <laughs> everyone had to come in character and play their parts. Everyone was on time and yeah. it was very
4: so I try to be supportive on the podcast. I don't think yeah. that's too far. Like Good. you know, I there are people who have like like myself who are like I spent more money than I should have. Like I spent my mm. actual student loan money. On action figures, and now I'm still paying student loans back. Where I could have just turned around and given that money back to the school.
0: So you're you're OCD more than obsessed.
4: No, 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 that's not OCD. No, that's obsession. OCD That's would just be what an
3: OCD person would say. <laughs> 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 I,
4: they would need to say it four times in the exact same way. It's, it's not the same thing at all. It's
1: developing a, a healthy amount of self-hatred in all these action figures that could stare back at you. And <laughs> well, you I had guilty. great joy at the time. <laughs> but
4: to, to me, it's that that thing about like it's you know uh, Wiley Cohen running across the, yeah. uh, the edge of the cliff. Uh-huh. And you have that moment of you look down and go, yeah, yes. you might drop. Otherwise, you can just... Quietly get back on the ledge and be safe. That's I don't know that's obsession to me.
2: I, I I don't not that you've ever asked, but I don't know if I could actually be a guest on your show unless you count the obsession I have with what that noise my neighbor is making. What is that noise <laughs> through oh. the wall? I would have you. I'm uh, obsessed I would have somebody on the podcast. With, to what talk about are you that. doing on the other side of my apartment so, wall? So the
0: guy used to be upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wait, now you've moved, the, and the it's a place? person on another. No, no. yeah. It's
2: could. the guy upstairs. Because the guy upstairs. Like, what me. was he doing? Can I be obsessed with that, Joseph? You're I mean, obsessed with stuff like
1: that all week long. Yeah. Well, see, You've got is, so many. So, guys.
2: yeah, so I, see, I, would, probably, I would probably
1: ask
4: you about noises. You. Yes. Like, is it noises that you're obsessed oh. with? Is it noises. wondering what's going on near you? I have to know you what's making the noise. You need to know, know what's noise. going
2: on near you? Yes.
4: But Why? What I you do I with know, the information if your neighbor my your door that, and just like, I'm not building anything, I'm just drilling metal for fun.
2: Then I would go, oh, okay, I understand what's <laughs> happening, and uh, I can kind of give it a time frame of when it'll end. You could negotiate and, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah and done. I could say, okay, this <laughs> makes sense, and, You know, but that noise, I have no idea what that noise is. Yeah, I, I've never made that noise in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drilling,
1: can, I'm drilling metal frames. I love that's, it. It. that's what I do. it <laughs> just, just what at I do. 8 p.m. When I, when I lived in uh, Chicago in Lakeview on 618 West Patterson, above us there used to be the sound that I swear we, we sat around and tried to figure out what it was. It sounded like someone dropped a bowling ball and then that bowling ball would roll. down You know what the that hallway. was, Adam? What well, found out what it was? You did, right? Yes. Yeah. Skateboard. Skateboard. Jumping oh. on the skateboard and then rolling down the hallway. But it sounded like someone dropped their bowling ball that they had maybe been playing with. and then it rolled down the hall. How did you you figure out? Did you go up I ran up real quick as soon as I heard the sound. I go, I'm going to go find out what it is. I ran up, I knocked (laughs) on the door. I go, what just happened?
3: What did I say you are obsessed? I was
1: obsessed. What just happened? That's exactly how I said it. I go, what just happened? Something just made a sound. Just got dropped on your floor. What is it? And then the kid came rolling down the hallway on the skateboarding yard. I was like, that's what's rolling down the hall.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And did the noise still annoy you when you heard it?
1: Yes, yes <laughs> they annoy me the whole time. They're a terrible band as well. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I heard uh, as part of the Disneyland episode that yeah. you did, uh, who was the girl you had on? Uh, Kristen that. Rutherford. Yes, and she uh, uh, was, was obsessed with Disneyland. Now, at the mm, beginning, you introduced do. the episode, though, saying that you're skeptical of Disney, but you can no longer be because all of your favorite things <laughs> they are contained under their now. banner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars and Marvel. And yeah,
4: I didn't. I didn't like them when I was growing up because I never liked Mickey Mouse and just Disney mm. always felt kind of like cutesy to me. And like I liked the older films like from the '30s or '40s because they were still like a little scary and had some edge to them. Mm. But then you know as I was growing up in the you know late '80s, early '90s, it was all just cute time all the time. Oh yeah, and they I did not like that. So uh, bring it
3: back around to this week's movie, do you think uh, Disney's Disney didn't start with Marvel? Even the Marvel Universe started in you know, wherever Iron Man was made Paramount, I think, and yeah. you know, the Hulk yeah. was Universal, and yeah. Thor was also Paramount, I think, but it all has come now under yeah. Disney's banner. You think they're still handling it well? Doing I Iron? think so.
4: I think they're handling it really well when they silo it and just leave it alone. Mm. I feel like the two times I've, like, sensed the <laughs> sort of icky, treacle fingers of Disney is uh, the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like the the beginning of the TV show. Mm. It felt kind of Happy and Disney and safe and just like some chums who are going out and getting in trouble every <laughs> once in a while and, oh, shucks, everything will be fine. And it felt like a Disney show from like the 90s. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of Rebels had that feeling a little bit too, like everything was too cute and safe. Uh, but I think in both those instances, Disney was worried, got involved, and then backed away a little bit.
3: Now, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s improved from what I've heard. I don't watch that show. Yeah, I like it a lot. But, but here uh, hear yeah, it's going quite Yeah, better. the actors
4: are great. It just it started off really, really safe and just kind of episode yeah. of the week. And then it started to actually develop the characters and... In build.
3: I, I only recently saw the one shot, the Marvel one shot of Agent Carter. Yeah. yeah. Is that a good show? It's Is great. that something Karen and I should be watching? Yeah. Agent Carter was Captain America's girl. And he, you but know, went she's to a, the ice and he froze and he woke up in the modern days. So she's still back
0: no. to she's having an adventure. She's the adventures. Nick Fury of the 40s. She's yeah, here's the, the thing Robert Giant Jr. is not going to show up, right?
3: Okay, again, I guess it's super.
0: No, no,
4: but Dum Dum Dugan, uh, Dugan will. Dum uh, Dum Dugan does show up. Yes. And uh, Jarvis, <laughs> the actual human Jarvis, the that human later Jarvis. becomes you know, uh, apparently the robot that I, Tony Stark talks to.
0: I would watch the female Avengers we had on the show last week. I would watch that.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Agent Carter is great. It's a great show in every way. I mean, it's a great feminist piece uh-huh. of media, which I think is really necessary and important right now. But even ignoring that, it's just really great. It's a time period piece. It's a great action piece. Hmm. It's every it's got the whole spirit of everything that makes the Marvel movies. Great.
3: I like that one shot. <clears throat> so I would watch more that she does. But I've yet to watch the show.
1: Speaking, Paul just discovered the one shots, by the way. You sent the email yeah. I didn't respond to it. Yes, they're fantastic. You know what the best one-shot is? And again, I just watched uh, Iron Man 3. You've seen all the one-shots. Mm-hmm. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. They're on all the DVDs for these things. Uh, but then they started... Well, What's they're a, a one-shot? No, no, I no. are okay. so on, on the I was DVDs. hoping to get some contextual oh. explanation. No,
0: I just want to find out so I know what I'm listening to. Okay.
1: At. Yeah, no, no. If you don't know, understand, then somebody out there doesn't
0: understand. Right? Sure. That's probably your mom. No, the one-shots right are... <laughs> uh,
1: They're on all the DVDs of the Marvels. And a one-shot, in comic book terms, is just a single issue. It just gives you one little story. Oh, okay. But in the DVD terms, it will do a story like Agent Coulson, and there's one thing called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. And at the end of one of the movies, they show Thor's Hammer, and Coulson is there. But then they do this little story of something that happened on the way there. And in Iron Man 3, spoilers for anybody who's uh, not seen Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah,
3: the big spoil coming.
1: Yeah, Ben Kingsley turns out to not be a terrorist. He's just an actor they hired to act like a terrorist on the TV. Very funny moment. However, as a comic book fan, I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. The Mandarin is a huge villain, and you've just blown it up. Now, I enjoyed it because it's played out very well in the movie. But he, he, speaking of obsession, yeah, I leave the movie theater <laughs> and immediately start to calculate in my mind, oh, well... Perhaps there is still a Mandarin, and he took the name of the Mandarin. <laughs> I created the entire mythology, yeah. which then on the DVD for, it must have been Thor, I think, Thor the Dark World, they did a whole short in prison with uh, Ben Kingsley, in which they do uh, uh, reveal that there is a real Mandarin, and they're going to kill him and for taking the, his name. The
3: Mandarin is not happy with that, is what not happened.
0: happy with and what yes, happened that's, in that's, Iron, that's Iron, Iron fan Man. Apology. Is there an Iron Man one shot out there I need to see? Well, he
3: shows up a little bit in the one. The Consultant. Uh, yeah, but that's more that the the end of it, Incredible Hulk clips. Yeah. yeah. Where right. he already shows up.
0: Because I saw the one where uh, Iron Man gave the little boy a uh, mechanical hand. And okay. I that liked that news. one. Oh, that was that's the news. that was the news. Also, <laughs> enough out <laughs> But in Iron reality. Man 3,
1: he does give a little kid some shit, which is great.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> he just gives him a bunch of <laughs>
4: shit. He really <of> does. <laughs> took yes, a minute. He gives him took literal him. Uh, advice shit. He gives him advice shit. And then also stuff. All right, so
3: so Joseph, give me the movie you obsess on the most, your favorite movie of all time. Uh
4: well, I, you know, favorite movie of all time is an absurd question to me. I can't I can't answer that. But uh, every guest
1: we've ever had, but <laughs> certainly there's one that you like. Sure, sure, sure. I
4: just I am enough of a geek that I have to caveat that because uh, I don't ever want to get tweets of like, how could you have one favorite movie that's that? Like uh I love Empire Strikes Back. Um but uh, Hot Fuds is a movie that I watch a lot uh, and obsess on, and I think there's plenty to be dug around in in there it's and, fun in Hot Fuds. Yeah, it's incredibly funny. It's incredibly detailed. It's, it, while being funny, it has like really deep themes and ideas that I think a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate in there.
1: And it obsesses, too. That's a movie it, that it obsesses is, on pop culture. It obsesses <laughs> on pop culture,
4: and it's kind of about obsession. It yeah. is about both, of, both the good guy and the bad guy learning that having complete control over the situation is not the best way to live life.
3: Yeah. And have I believe you? there's a Paul Freeman sighting, right? Who's yes. uh, in my Bill favorite Locke? movie of all time? Yeah, yeah. Plays is he the in old that? priest in that? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Pretty sure.
1: Uh, there's, a, there's a James Bond. Uh, the uh, what's his face? There's a James Bond is in that movie. Is uh, Dalton uh, in that. Yeah, Dalton. Uh, yeah Timothy Dalton. Uh, Dalton. He's, yeah. he's
4: amazing, and uh, he's extra great in the uh, blooper reel if you have the oh. DVD of Hot Fuzz. Uh, there is a great uh, moment where he screws up and then just has a very, like, British, very regal. Well, fuck me. It's, <laughs> ah, it's beautiful. <laughs>
3: uh, do you know this movie, Karen, Hot Fuzz? I don't. We'll I have think, to watch it. I think I'd like you it. Like it's, it. Got it's got it. a bunch of the guys. Uh, got your boyfriend, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg in it. Uh. I'd like that. Yeah, it's great. What's what what are the one like? I'm thinking of from the, the, the list.
0: 70s?
1: List. Isn't there Put another it. Hot Fuzz? Oh, Super, super Fuzz. Fuzz. Super Fuzz, thank you. Super Fuzz. I knew there was a Fuzz movie. Oh, my God, directed by Sergio that's what you're thinking of. Yes.
3: You're thinking of Super Fuzz. Well,
1: because when Hot Fuzz came out, I'm like, I've already seen this movie. This is hilarious. Adam, oh, I have a question. You're so the parent that's like, <laughs> I'm going to go watch Star Star Wars. Oh, it's on TV. That's Star Trek. Whatever, you kids. <laughs> Same watch <thing>. it. Sit <laughs> on and watch it. Same so, thing.
0: Adam, do I put Hot Fuzz before or after King Pow Enter the Fist? Uh, Kung Pao. Kung Pao. I would watch oh. Kung Pao first. <laughs> okay, I messed yes. that up. Right. I know, I
1: know King Pao's the restaurant.
0: Thank you. All right, D- I I got delicious, it. Deli- I got delicious,
1: delicious, it. slippery shrimp over King Have You had that? <laughs> mm, Slowly surely, Joseph. Mm. We're building Karen's viewing
4: list. <laughs> yeah, King, okay. So uh, get King Pow. What do you get? Superpower? Like, do
1: you pick a movie
4: each podcast you do to watch? Or are you behind?
0: I'm behind. People just throw them at me. I'm, I'm way behind because people are like, "Watch this!" I have Casablanca, Reservoir Dogs, Annie Hall. Yeah, those
4: all seem like
1: good, good movies. Yeah,
0: uh, no, no. Eddie the Jemison told me to Kung watch Pao that. Kung Pao first. Put Kung Pao
1: first. I, I have think that I think one up you, near the top. You're, for you, that's going to knock it out of the park uh,
0: Seems like old times from Adam.
1: That also you will like. You <coughs> will Chevy like that. Gonna and that. dogs. There's like 10 dogs in that movie. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Now, Joseph, this Casa Blanca, I think, is Karen's movie jail. That's our term for a movie that you should have uh, seen by yeah. now, but you haven't. Do you have one of yeah. those? Yeah. Uh, I haven't
4: seen any Hall.
1: We'll that's see. movie jail. Yeah. That's yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think that's a movie again, jail. But then again,
3: it beat Star Wars for Best Picture, so... Yeah, so... Kind of <laughs> fucked that movie?
4: Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, it, it, the, it, the bummer for me is, like, I had it on my Netflix queue, and I was ready to watch it, and then all these stuff came out uh, about Woody Allen uh, being, you know, truly, uh. truly, truly a monster. Like, we had kind of played around with the idea of him a mon- being a monster, <laughs> and then, you know, the woman came and said, no, really, really, for sure, really, he's a monster. Mm. And I'm kind of like, eh. I don't know if I want to watch yeah, it, it's Woody been, Allen. It's been kind of like
3: uh, Michael Jackson, you know, like the movie, th- his music was, uh, his music was good, and then he had some problems, right? <laughs> the music started to suck, and you're like, that guy's a fucking child. <laughs> <boy."> <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no amount of child molesting can make me not listen to Thriller. I don't do. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. There's really like uh, no amount of Mel Gibson whatever can make me dislike can you the me, Weapon. Can you I have h- to divide the line.
2: No number of sugar tits is gonna get me not to watch. <laughs> right?
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so can you watch any? Uh, you can't watch any Woody Allen catalog.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 giving it some thought. Like
4: I I just feel like we're in this weird cultural place where we decided like yeah we're, the whole world is done with Bill Cosby and everybody's like man eh, we're gonna let Woody Allen slide.
2: You know I like what you're saying because I have a problem with Roman Polanski. Yeah, and that's I yeah, have, that's a like, similar when, when thing When he too. won an Academy for the pianist or the yeah, the pianist, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, Brody gets up there In and talks about movie. Talks about how what an honor it was to work with this guy. I'm like, this guy sodomized a 13 year old girl who was unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, but he does make good movies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it's a weird <laughs>
4: cultural conversation, but this, particularly for Woody Allen, it's like all of his films are basically like I'm neurotic and I want to have sex constantly. So it's yeah. like, mm,
1: mm.
4: yeah, it's harder to ignore with Woody Allen for me. I,
1: I remember I worked in a movie theater right when the Woody Allen thing happened, and we had booked husbands and wives, and uh, and it was like, oh, I don't know, it's so controversial. It's like, ah, oh, nobody's going to husbands and wives. And I went in, and I was like, this movie is so great that I just don't care. Like, I just didn't care at that point. I was like, this this movie's awesome.
3: That movie was really good. Yeah, movie's awesome. Yeah, right? he's, he's, he's kind of... Star trek Every other movie's good nowadays. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I loved
4: him like in the 90s When he kind of had A little bit of a revival And yeah. was putting out a movie Every two years I loved all those movies At the time I haven't rewatched any of them Like yeah. Bullets Over Broadway And that Crunchy whole era misdemeanors, Yeah good. I yeah. really really love those
2: yeah. Yeah. Are you adding or removing movies Karen? I'm adding Husbands okay. and Wives <laughs> Much to the like protestation Of Joseph and myself Kung Pao
1: first Husbands and Wives is awesome
3: uh, all right, speaking but, of
2: wait. But
1: watch any hall first.
3: Let's uh let's go to uh Joseph's stand-up for a second. I want to play a little clip here where you're talking about Netflix, because hey, it's comedy about movies. movies.
5: Hell
4: uh, yeah. I also like Netflix's incredibly like bizarre specific uh categories for things, like <laughs> action movies that are also horny, but they take place in Canada, and <laughs> uh, office place romances with the word corn in them. <laughs> and, <laughs> Amish murder mysteries that don't have Harrison Ford. I want Netflix to start like actually naming films with that sort of like weird descriptive yet somehow still accurate style. Like I see that you just watched Jennifer Lawrence shoots people with arrows. Perhaps you'd also enjoy uh, Kristen Stewart makes a weird face. (laughs) Maybe you'd enjoy Tom Hanks is likable again. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you would like Bilbo Baggins' dicks around for three hours.
3: <laughs> All right, no jokes. You, you big on the uh, Lord of the Rings? Part one. Uh, yeah, robes. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper
4: joke. Uh, I, I really liked the Lord of the Rings, and I have not watched any of the Hobbit movies. I have zero interest. Really? Yeah.
1: They won't arouse much more.
4: Yeah, I didn't think that. Like anyway. Watching them
1: is about equivalent to not being that interested in
4: them. <laughs> <laughs> or mildly annoyed by the frame rate. Right? Yeah. yeah like, go, <laughs> go to I'm this watched. long, boring movie that offends every Tolkien fan you know and be mildly annoyed by the frame rate. That was basically <laughs> and have a seizure. yeah. the yeah. pitch to me. I mean, just the hubris of, you know, it's just always, it's a bummer to watch somebody who's doing a really good job spin out of control. And I felt mm. like we were watching Peter Jackson spin out of control. Yeah. Of, you know, Lord of the Rings was too successful and nobody could pull him back. And just like, it would have been awesome if it was one solid Hobbit movie.
1: Yeah. It would have made a great single movie or or a pretty good two movies. But you, you, trillion dollars. How many yeah. do you make?
4: I love that book. I yeah. I love that book more than I like the actual Lord of the Rings books. So but can you bring really yourself to, to pass up a trillion
1: story. dollars? That's the trouble with that. That's why oh, there's three.
4: Yeah. Well, that for the studio that matters, but yeah. for Peter Jackson, like yeah. that, the money does not make a difference at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. He just he just uh, probably can't get past that argument when the studio is like, look, we've made a trillion dollars with each of these. How many would you like us to yeah, make? He tried to hand them off. Right,
2: the, but f-
3: yeah. Guillermo. Yeah, I do yeah. have a question
2: Guillermo. about your the observation you made in your stand-up yeah because um, I don't have the Netflix so do they uh, he doesn't watch movies have they not figured out the the code that you're supposed to use uh, of you just add the word wild in front of it <laughs> wild Maybe. comedy uh, wild uh, dr- remember in blockbuster if, if there were tits in it they just put the word wild in front of the category yeah and that just meant there's like fucking I'm, going on. I'm going <laughs> to go out
4: on a limb and say Netflix algorithms are slightly more advanced oh, okay. than the 14-year-old horn dogs <laughs> who used to write wild <laughs> <on> <laughs> things in <laughs> no, blockbusters. It's
2: like wild drama or wild comedy <laughs> or wild, ac-
4: wild, wild action. Wild documentary. Wild yeah. action. Just action meant or wild action.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
4: w- no, I think the algorithms are really smart. Yeah, I yeah. think they sound ridiculous to us, but behind the scenes Netflix wild. is like, go ahead and make fun of it. <laughs> it <laughs> You're renting it because we are learning so much about you
1: their algorithms have gotten better but there was one time when and i remember this i watched something like saturday night live and it said would you like saturday night fever and i'm like i don't just like <laughs> movies with saturday in the title how about any given sunday you know no yeah. that's not i'm not watching because like you know i could really go for a movie with the word tuesday in the title my, yeah.
4: my favorite thing about the netflix queue right now like if if you have a lot a lot of things in your queue like i do if you if you go through them really quickly the image won't catch up with the title, so you can get really great mashups for like the image based uh, not matching what the actual title is. Nice. Like, Yeah, I had some Charlie Brown thing, and I went through it really quickly, and it ended on a picture of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I said, the Charlie Brown Christmas special with a picture of Colson. I was like, that's kind of appropriate. <laughs>
0: Paul used to work at Blockbuster, and he was a human algorithm.
4: People would come
0: in, and he would like, so what are you in the mood for? Well, comedy, but not too dark. I'd like Robert De Niro in it. Maybe Bill Murray. Hmm.
1: That was the best thing about working in a video yeah. store, wasn't it? Yeah. Was like sussing out like, exactly what they would like, like your list there. Mm-hmm. So you
3: became encyclopedic, Bill Murray, right? Robert De Niro, you say? Do you like Henry Portrait of a
1: Serial Killer? <laughs> Mad Dog and Glory is pretty <laughs> pretty <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. is in milk. Shiv is in milk. That's a, that's a great cop team. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
2: didn't he order Shivas and milk in that movie in Mad Dog and Glory? I could never figure out what that drink was. Was it scotch with milk in I've it? I've
3: never seen it, but I can tell you oh, that's you've never not seen Movie it? Jail.
2: I've seen it. I've seen that. That's I liked
0: yeah. oh, yeah, it. Yeah, Bill Murray's tough in it. Yeah. Is there it's a movie a
4: is there an opposite of Movie should Jail be, where you should, should be ashamed of knowing it too much a about a
1: movie? Oh.
4: Yeah, Mo- movie daycare,
1: movie daycare, daycare.
3: Movie
2: asylum, movie <laughs> asylum. <laughs> because you're crazy. lock you up. Yeah. Yeah. Movie yeah. obsession. Yeah,
3: hey, we'll spin off the podcast. Obsession asylum. All right, well, let's uh, get to your involvement with Rift Tracks.
1: Yeah. yeah, how did that happen? Uh, so did you know the
3: guys, or did you not know the guys and get yourself?
1: In now, for your the writing. audience, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Rift Tracks was a, a spinoff. Basically, is is a spinoff of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Uh, that there was a couple different crews on that show Mm -hmm. and some went and created riff tracks including who, who's the? It's Michael J. Nelson, Michael J. Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy. Okay, and then the others did something called Cinematic Titanic.
4: Yeah, for a little while, Cinematic <laughs> Titanic is all wrapped up.
1: Okay, but Rift Tracks is going all the time, like new movies. Yep. They'll, they'll be doing Furious Seven, and I mean they uh, do like you yeah, know, they do they, all these modern movies. They
4: d- they started mostly selling MP3s of modern movies, okay. uh, and now they're doing more uh, video on demand. Uh, they're getting back to doing like kind of classic weird things like they used to do on Mr. Oh, Science yeah? Theater, so that they can get the rights oh, and they fun. can just package it uh, and sell it as one. Thing. And then they've been doing all these Kickstarters that are massively successful to get the money to just straight up pay studios to let them riff films. Uh, and then they're, they do them live somewhere, but then they're simulcast across the nation. Oh, so, okay. uh, May 6th, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, uh, sure. I know, I imagine. Sure, yeah. okay. uh but May 6th, they're doing The Room, and oh, oh, they've riffed oh, The Room before as that's a, awesome. we don't need the rights because we just record an MP3, and you go get The Room, and then you ah, play yeah. our MP3. That, that was their original model when they kind of started as an online thing around 2006, 2007. Okay. Uh, but now they're at the point where they're making enough money. They just went to Tommy Wiseau and said, how much money, Tommy? Because uh-huh. we'll do a Kickstarter and then we will get the rights with your permission to do The Room. And then we'll later sell The Room with our riff on it. And he's weird enough. It's like, oh, all right.
1: Yeah, that is yeah. Tommy Wiseau.
0: You know, they're, making, they're remaking The Room, a story of him. The making of The Making of The they Room. They James Franco's James playing. here. Yeah. 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 It's so <laughs> crazy. <Yeah.
3: laughs> Down the rabbit hole. It's, what's uh-huh. the, it's called The Disaster Artist.
4: Wow, which a great time. To- uh, yeah, because isn't there was is that Greg Sestero's book? <coughs> yeah. yeah, one of the guys from the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's is it, it's based on his book, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, for my involvement, I I lived in Minneapolis for a long time. I've only been in LA cool. for about a year. Oh, cool. uh, and I did a lot of sketch and improv comedy and theater stuff. And uh, I eventually met Bill doing that because Bill has a background in theater, and we became friends and started doing a lot of stuff together. Did you yeah. work cool.
0: at the Brave New Workshop?
4: Uh, I did a little bit at the Brave New Workshop. Uh, uh, it sounds like you must know. Yeah, the we worked with them
0: for uh, Disney. They hired us to oh, cool. work on the ships. Nice. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I only ever did a little bit with Brave New Workshop. They like they scouted me very early in my comedy career and passed me over. I was like, okay, well, screw you then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but then I've done uh, no many many friends who've worked there, and I've That's done a couple cool. things there. And the last thing I did there was they actually did a play. Honoring Dudley Riggs, their creator, mm-hmm. and I play Dudley Riggs. So oh,
5: it's that's great fun. fun. That's yeah.
4: fun.
3: Can you give us insight, uh, or is it uh, ancient Chinese secret onto <laughs> the process of riff tracks, where how the jokes are called and put together? Yeah. How many
1: times do you guys watch it? Do you watch it all together? Or? Uh,
3: you can. I don't write for them anymore. I wrote them
4: for them okay. for a little while, uh, basically as a sort of pressure relief thing. At this point, they have like a set. Uh, okay. A, uh, Collection of, of contributing writers. So the way it would work is they'll divide a movie up and people will individually on their own take a first crack at it.
5: Oh, and then cool. they'll start
4: to bring the script together and they'll iron it out and iron it out. Uh, like one of the first uh, movies that I worked on, I had five minutes of Terminator, <laughs> uh, the Christian Bale Terminator. And it was right after he had had his big yelling at the camera ah. guy. So like that movie had been di- divided up. so like, mm, I think like four or five people were writing on it and every five minutes there was a... <laughs> Christian Bale yeah. yelling inappropriately jokes. So that that kind of thing of like, well we know that. We know, so we're just gonna go through and we're gonna pick our favorite Christian Bale yelling yeah. jokes. Right. Uh yeah. So it's it's basically just doing little bits and pieces, uh, and then putting it all together and then sometimes they sit down and watch the whole thing together and other times it's just like, No, we got it. We'll go and record. What
1: uh, what is the what is the uh what is the copyright? First of all, well, so they did the MP3, so they didn't have to get the rights to the movies. Yep. But now they're looking to retain the rights, so that because you, then you can put it out as a DVD and it's all yep. together. And, and it's
4: mostly just it's mostly downloads. Yeah, obviously, you know, because the whole dead media thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're just they're buying the rights to things at this point. Yeah. You know, and they're continuing in an amazing way to unearth weird, horrible stuff that's like right in line with the sort of tradition of Mystery like Science Theater. Classic Mystery that, Science Theater Yeah, Theory there's a, like 2010, they did something like Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, which is absolutely demonic, freakish thing. And it's like, how can there be this many people obsessed with like horrible old movies? And we haven't discovered that. They're doing a great job <laughs> at, well, that's you one know, thing discovering they're
1: out there. horrible shit. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, did kick off a big... Love of bad movies and I'd always kind of liked bad movies, but it really taught you how to love bad movies, you know So it really opened up the world of loving every movie like once you'd seen mystery science theater 3000 so and one of the most amazing things is just how many movies exist like, the, yeah. the amount of movies that exist is, will never stop astounding me in my lifetime. It is just endless. Yeah. How many movies? Because, I mean, that, and that's one place where you're just like, where did this come from? I thought I knew everything <laughs> that There's existed. a Legend of
3: Boggy Creek 2? Yeah.
1: yeah there is. And it's Another, a big
4: thing for them that, that the the riffing is not a statement that this is a bad movie. Yeah, and Like, they did Casablanca. They didn't have MP3 oh, of Casablanca because they got, they got sick of, of yeah. people just being like, this is a declaration that the movie is horrible. Yeah, And the idea is, you know, riffing is often to a bad movie, but it's also just, like, a different perspective, taking things out of context. Like, I did some writing on uh, Return of the King, which I think is a great movie, but there was still plenty to, like, poke fun at, Yeah, and it was not a statement that this movie is awful. It's yeah. just funny because it's from a different no, point No, if of view. you can
1: riff on a movie or make fun of a movie, it, it technically is an enjoyable movie. You're, you're enjoying that movie, you know, more than you realize. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that movie is a pleasure. To, to watch. <laughs>
3: well, we gave it a go here. We are going to try now some riff tracks. Oh, this would be fun. Comedy bits. Comedy uh, bits. For some of the summer movies and even reflect back on one of the bigger hits of the spring. So Karen and I, we're going to do a riff tracks here to a scene from the upcoming Jurassic World. Now, this is when, uh, I guess they used to go out together. Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt are talking about what Chris Pratt's role is going to be in, in taking care of the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. So uh, here we go.
1: Just went and made a new dinosaur. Well,
0: you can see, a mosquito yeah, gets caught in so amber. Kind of do, uh, do I have to go over this all again? The exhibit opens to the public in three weeks. Mr. Mizrani wanted me to consult with you.
3: Listen, Jessica Chastain. I'm consult here or in my bungalow. That's
0: what he said. You keep
3: That's using that right. word. I do not think it means what you think it means. A little
0: funny. We'd like you to evaluate the paddock for vulnerabilities. Why
1: me?
3: Three hundred million domestic gross for Guardians I of the Galaxy, perhaps?
0: Yes, Mr. Mizrani thinks since you're able to control the raptors, if you know what so I mean. It's
1: all about control with you. I don't control the raptors. It's a relationship. Based on mutual respect.
0: Here's your problem. You're trying to control dinosaurs. Like You've been trying to do it for three date. movies. It just doesn't work. Excuse me, I never
1: wanted a Who second prints date. prints out an itinerary for a night out? I'm an organized person. How, what kind of a diet doesn't allow tequila? Whiskey diet?
3: All of them, actually.
0: <laughs> and what kind of a man shows up to a date in board shorts? Don Ho? Central America, it's hot. Okay, okay, can we just focus on the asset, please? Been doing the that asset.
3: since you arrived, babe.
1: Oh. Look, I get it. You're in charge out here. You got to make a lot of tough decisions. It's probably easier to pretend these animals are just numbers on a spreadsheet. You might have made them in a test tube, but they don't know that. They're thinking, I got to eat. I got to
0: hunt. I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs>
3: <There you laughs> go, <so> that's <laughs> Jurassic World. Right on. Kind of what that would, Thank you. would be like. All right. All right. I hey, love it. Hey, we'd be doing that. At home on our couch, might as well do it here. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. well, that was oh, a great thing here's one for your uh, heart. You know, Tom Cruise coming oh, yeah? over with the new oh, movie. Good. Awesome. So in this week's edition of Cruise News, <laughs> <laughs> we do the Riff tracks Mission Impossible Rogue Nation.
1: Sweet. The IMF is uniquely trained and highly motivated.
2: How'd they get so motivated? Scientology.
1: <laughs> Specialist without equal, immune to any countermeasures. Much like the Church of Scientology. Is an agency of chaos. Much like the Church of Scientology. <laughs> the Time has come to dissolve the IMF. Now I want you to choose your next words very carefully. I love you. No, like you. Sorry, not careful. Feel free to
2: choose your sound effects indiscriminately.
4: How come the CIA has never discovered any intel regarding this syndicate?
1: Do you want to play an answer or the truth? You, you can't, can't handle the, the truth! truth! The CIA doesn't know about the syndicate because it wasn't talked about on a cell phone by an American. We've never met before, right? That's right, Tom.
2: You've never met David Miscavige. Keep rehearsing syndicate. that. <laughs> it's impossible. Maybe you've
1: heard. That's kind of my thing. Yeah,
2: how do you know we can trust her? <laughs> Desperate times. Make it Santori
1: time.
5: <laughs> oh my God!
1: And there goes Tom back to his home planet. Everybody wave. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. Come back
3: again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, there he goes. Fun.
3: Hey. Hey.
1: Hey. That was good. This is fun. Let's keep going, then. Rift track. Good excuse to do this.
3: Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. All right, here, let's fire this one up, Adam. In
1: this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living <laughs> and the and believe me, running from the dead is a whole lot easier. <laughs> to, what's going on, Paul?
3: I'm sorry, it seems that that's all the dialogue that's in the entire movie of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, okay, so really, we can't, it. can't do many more riff tracks, really. So Make some jokes about sand. <laughs> it's like a two-hour car chase after that, I think. The rest is... All sand. right, Joseph, let's hit the Furious 7. Biggest movie right. of the year. Billion yeah. dollars.
4: Nice. of Avengers opens. <laughs> it's a, yeah, right? Uh, here we go.
1: You remember Owen Shaw?
4: Not ringing a bell. Were cars involved?
1: The one we <laughs> tore half of London down trying to get. Well... This is his big bad brother. Look,
3: I'm Vin Diesel, cool. you're gonna have to be more specific.
1: Kind of a unique asset that no government would ever admit to employing. Sarah Palin? How do I find him? Grinder? The official <laughs> answer
4: is, you don't. And, and credits. credits! This concludes the fast and incurious. Good
1: on.
3: Oh, he's not dead, he's just in carbonite. A lot of it's people get confused family. by that. He also tried to
1: put me in a body bag too. Which is why when I get out, I'm going to put a hurt on him so bad he's going to wish his mama had kept her legs closed. You're going to punch his mom's legs? But until legs? then, my official answer to you is stand down.
3: I'm you still lost. Is this because we fought the guy in Tokyo Drift? Because I, really I didn't down, see that one. Which
1: is why now I give you the brother-to-brother answer. You do whatever it is got to do.
4: Okay, it's settled. I'm doing triple X too. You find that
1: bitch. <laughs> Just do me one favor.
3: What's sad. Make sure I'm out of this shoulder cast by WrestleMania. There we go.
4: Rift track. So Yay, many deep, vibrating track. man
3: voices in that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very uh, you could the get a massage. Yeah.
5: All, right.
3: All right, let's get on to.
5: <laughs> what did you see this week?
3: Uh, don't have a whole lot of time for this, but want to get to what we saw this week, because I know Karen's excited to talk about a movie.
0: I am. Paul and I, we uh, watched The Rewrite. The
3: Rewrite? Oh,
0: my God. Rewrite. 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 We we the, the Rewrite. We watched The Rewrite, and here's the thing. It was not released. It was just straight-to-video, on-demand okay. kind of situation, and it had uh, uh, Hugh Grant.
2: It wasn't released. It escaped. It escaped. <laughs> slowly <laughs> oozed out. Like a raptor.
0: It, <laughs> with Hugh Grant and Marissa Tomei, and it... Was great. Yeah. Really? So good. It was so well acted and well cast and well written, and they didn't do cliche movie things. It's about um, Hugh Grant goes and he's ha- he wins an Oscar for being a screenwriter, but now it's been years since that's happened, and he's having difficulty getting any job. And so he's to the point where his agent, who's very, uh, very a very cool character. Punk? Shut up! <laughs> his agent gets him a job teaching in our hometown almost, Binghamton, Binghamton. New York.
5: Yeah, so
0: really? he goes back to Binghamton where it's cold and miserable and he does not want to go, but he needs a job, as we can all relate. Mm-hmm. And when he gets back there, he starts to readdress his life and realize that he's in his third act and he needs to rewrite where he's at in life. Mm-hmm. And he meets Marissa Tomei, who couldn't be more adorable and awesome. And it's so well written. He doesn't do there's none of the cliche stuff you think's gonna happen where He's gonna like steal someone else's script or something. He actually helps one of his students. Make it in Hollywood because the kid's really good. It's really shocking, amazing. It's when a, was
3: it made? Well, this year it was on our list of movies to come out, then suddenly it just instead oh, went wow. straight to VOD. Huh. It's And so it just proof that the the romantic comedy just can't find a, a hold anymore. In and I, it's a shame. Yeah, you know,
1: that's a genre that could be reinvented. You know, that happens every once in a while. Someone comes out with a movie, they go, and it's just a whole new life. I mean, that's a clearly yeah, one it I think that, was that was really needs to be reinvented.
3: It was yeah. such a good movie. There hasn't been one this year. No, you know. So so you got to go was the last to find big
4: it. one like a bomb? What was the last big romantic comedy bomb? Cuz I, I, I seem to remember something
1: bombing and then was everybody the going like Was the
0: neighbors like a romantic
1: comedy? No, it was no. romantic. No. Wow, romantic comedy <laughs> well, really is married. gone, yeah.
0: right? And it was such a shame because like I wish this had, at least if they had released this at Valentine's Day, couples could have gone to the theater and seen it. They didn't even bother. But it's so good. I, I cried. I, it, it made it, me it, think it, differently about my life. It was a really solid movie. It's Mark
3: Lawrence, who made two weeks' notice in mm-hmm. one of the other Hugh Grant movies. they got a nice working relationship, and these movies are really palatable and has a really good ending. Great ending. Which is good. And
0: yeah.
3: great supporting cast. J.K. Simmons oh, wow. uh, is in there, and Allison Spartan. Janney. Yes,
0: they nail it. And yeah. I would go far as far to say that it was better than The Judge which had a much bigger release and had all these mm. names attached. This movie had way more heart and it made me... I keep thinking about it. So it really stays with you.
1: Yeah, it's quite good.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
5: Yeah.
1: Now that must have been interesting. The two of you watching a movie with Hugh Grant and Marissa Tony. Two of yes. our favorites. To have that. Much. boyfriend,
2: my girlfriend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you yeah, guys had much. some really good sex afterwards,
1: yeah, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> really good movie. It was great. To have that much sexual tension in the room and have it not be about each other. Yes, certainly.
3: <laughs> and I'll mention briefly about Far From the Madding Crowd that... It's amazing when I see a uh, a story that's based on a classic novel. This is a nineteenth century Thomas Hardy novel. You know, it's about Ew. Bathsheba, <laughs> Bathsheba <laughs> Everdene, and she's uh, got three suitors. You know, and she turns down the one who's the sheep farmer. And she turns down the one who's super rich, and then there's a third guy who she goes with, who comes in out of nowhere in the middle of the movie, and you don't know, you don't like him, you don't get him, and you don't know why for a third of the movie they're setting her up as this big independent girl who can't be tamed, and then this guy wins her? So you're saying you saw this? Yeah. She's impetuous. She makes a super... I'm just saying This is just all off the trailer, right? (laughs) I'm just saying it's amazing that when I find out something is a classic piece of literature and I find this huge flaw in the middle of it, that I don't know why this girl who is so uh, independent goes with the guy just, yeah, I'll marry him. Like, you don't I don't get why that would, that would happen. Now here's a question. About, huge flaw. Here's so. a question
1: about period pieces. I'm not Mister Period Piece. It's not really <laughs> not my bag. Okay, but uh, they're still making those. Getting out the uh, theater. You're right. More of those than romantic comedy. I mean, Downton Abbey has had a renaissance in that, whereas there's been no renaissance in uh, uh, now. So the period that it's set in Victorian. Okay, Victorian. That's kind of half the fun of those things, right? Like, like really, once they've got the setting down, they don't have to thrill you in a lot of other ways, right? Isn't most of it just enjoying being in that setting? Is, Not is, is for me, no. Because if, it, it, if it's, it's just
4: a, like shots or... of like people walking with parasols, no, I have tea. no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. earth, could they do that for two hours
0: If it's just window, people no. in <laughs> costumes <laughs> doing things that are lame, no. Yeah, that's that's the Renaissance
4: festival. Sorry, sorry, Renaissance the Festival. Yeah, right. oh, they no, it, no, oh, they know it, Oh, they know. They, they know, they know, they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Well the Renaissance <laughs> Festival is more interesting. No, like, to me it's it's still about the characters. Like it you yeah. maybe it's informs you of like, oh, I can see this person is really passionate. Like some of the great Austin film yeah. adaptations where you can like see that Sense bubbling emotion. And sensibility. Yeah, where you know because of the time period they can't quite express it, but you and can comfort. see the emotion. Oh, that makes it if so If you want exciting. to see
3: Far from the Madden crowd, there's still two thirds of a movie that happens after she ends <laughs> up with this with this sergeant. Because the guy turns out to be a huge dick. We all knew it when he came in. And I don't know why she ends up with eh, that.
0: Isn't nuts. that like real life, guys? Dude, Everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, come what on, What is Bart? she
2: doing with him yep. is, is yeah. what I repeat to myself <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> right. That happened?
1: The, how did that uh, happen? How did that happen? Another obsession Carrie, of his.
3: Carrie Mulligan is our lead, uh, Beth Sheba Everdeen. And she's Whitney Houston, (laughs) and this third guy is Bobby Brown. And I don't know why she didn't just go with, uh, you know, someone nicer. Kevin
0: Costner. Why didn't she go with Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner was
3: right
1: there. He's the sheep farmer. (laughs) Sheep farmer. What's his power? Anyway. Uh. Anyone else see anything? Everdeen. Oh, fuck it. I watched Iron Man through uh, uh, almost, I'm almost up to Guardians of the Galaxy. I've watched every Marvel movie.
3: No shit. Incredible Hulk?
1: Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I watched Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, uh yeah, Thor, Captain America. So Thor Dark World? Thor Dark World. Better on a second viewing? Uh, yeah, that one that one kind of sustains. It's 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 Iron Man three that really like takes a jump each time. Like each time that movie gets exponentially better. Mm. Like that is just such. I'm gonna a- have
4: to watch it many times. I think. I yeah. No, no,
1: I I kind of had the same feeling. I was like, this is an interesting, almost non-event in a way. Like I just felt like there was something, and I love Shane Black, and and I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I'm like, what a magical pairing. And I got everything I needed out of that their relationship, you know, between that director and and their improvisational style and all the jokes and everything like that but that gets better each time it gets more Shane Black each time it gets more cohesive with how those two work together The, the Tony Stark gets funnier and funnier every time it's a really funny movie it's pretty and it's, it's jam-packed
3: it's pretty interesting how they maintain quality and tone and you know it's part of this bigger world yet they get these directors in there who you know, can bring their own... It's Shane Blackie. It's a Shane yet Black it's not, movie. Yet it's not yeah. like, oh, that's sort of a uh, yeah. separate movie from oh, the yeah, rest it's of the universe.
1: Christmas and a doc blows up at the end. It's a Shane Black movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
4: love all the Shane Black stuff. The thing that, that bugged me about it is I felt that the movie was really successfully driving to the point of Tony Stark must overcome all of his fears that he can do things by himself and instead of doing a, any sort of great moment where he has no tech left but has to do something anyway, yeah, it instead inverts everything the film has been working on thematically and he calls as many iron men as he possibly can yeah but he's already journey at that point but, oh. he's, but he's
1: already had to he has, he has to invade a a chalet full of soldiers with uh, guns and right. weapons he made himself and not his, his armor but his
4: fear is losing uh, Pepper and being able to defend Pepper yeah. and his guilt of getting Pepper in trouble I would have just loved it if it had come down to he really has that moment of breakthrough he doesn't have a moment of breakthrough the the busting into the compound where the mandarin is great yeah. and it is him sort of like i don't have all my gear and i'm trying yeah, james Bond. and i'm and he, he, yeah and, it's, and and that's and that's great i just wanted one more moment of that where he truly had the moment where he made a breakthrough and i didn't think yeah. he saw the character have a breakthrough on screen
1: well also one piece of chronology that that i think we're forgetting is i think uh, he thought pepper was dead by the time he puts the armor back on Oh, I th- yeah, I think probably. technically she was, she was, quote well, unquote, well, I guess I'll we'll have to watch Iron okay, Man yeah. 3 we'll five more times. It. <laughs> Darn it, I do like oh, no. the movie. But I'm the, just but bugged cool by that. The thing is, for, for going the entire middle act without him in the armor, and basically they put him back in the cave, was the idea of that. That they put him back in the cave and he has to struggle out of this new cave. And, going back to what we said earlier, Robert Downey Jr. was an alcoholic, the character of Tony Stark very famously in the comic book was an alcoholic, they've been asking since the very beginning, are you going to do the story that is called Demon in a Bottle, very famous Iron Man story, very mature adult story in which in which Tony Stark deals with alcoholism, which is actually how Rhodey becomes Iron Man for a year or two, uh, but... This whole movie, they go back to the theme over and over and over about a demon. He he uses that term over and over and over. And what I realized at this time that they did is they did the demon in the bottle story, but instead of alcohol, it was the obsession with creating the suits. The over... Uh, the over upset the obsession with iron man <laughs> he became obsessed with iron man and he had to get rid of iron man completely lost the mansion lost everything lost his armor and had to fight for himself so he had to lose iron man to prove the very last line of the movie i am iron man is the last one he says once <laughs> again and then I he'll
4: be off. back
3: <laughs> did you see anything joseph
4: uh, I haven't seen a movie in weeks because I've been too busy for an actual movie. The last movie I saw was I saw Blade Runner at the Dome, which was awesome.
3: Oh, sweet, yeah. Yeah. I saw a recent 4K projection of that on one yeah. of the lots. Yeah, that, I mean, the best thing about that movie is how gorgeous it is. I did so. see
1: it. I did saw a 4K pro- projection too, and they took the effects and oh, yeah, scanned was those in it. 8K. <laughs> it yeah. It yeah. All together. yeah, and they, uh, they scanned the effects in 8K, so that's like 75 millimeter. It just looks astounding.
3: We saw the Shining. Uh, about a year and a half ago in the Dome. Pretty sweet seeing it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You feel was very it,
4: surrounded by it.
3: New cut? Old cut? Which cut? Were we it really was met?
4: the most recent cut, and it was confusing to me, because I, I had seen the, uh, different cuts a long time ago, and I kind of couldn't remember which cut was which. B- beyond the narration not being there, I was yeah. kind of like, which cut was this? I had to go look up after the fact. Yeah, and It's like the final, final, final. final it's like cut. the fifth final approved by, you know, the dog involved. The, who knows? It was just like <laughs> the finalist final, I guess.
3: And I enjoyed it. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there's with narration or not and yeah, then it but there's is. so fiddle, much more fiddle in however that. you want after that yeah. But just, yeah. that's the main thing that I find different uh, Bart what's on TBS uh, the playoffs uh, so no movies for you no
2: no I'm watching, actually they're on TNT but
3: for me they both start with T so
1: yeah
2: I'm usually
1: <laughs> the country music network
3: alright let's wrap up Tara. the show with a bang with Karen's weekly celebration of the birthdays of those who make the movies it's time for Karen's birthdays let's go
0: Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to fellow alumna, graduate Mary McDonnell, who turns sixty-three but can play anywhere from First Lady and Battlestar Galactica to the President and Independence Day. She a
2: alumna of? Of.
0: She's also uh, she graduated years before. (laughs) <laughs> Paul and I did from Fredonia State oh, okay. University. I thought you were
2: just saying, "Hey, she's a college student. I'm a college student." A college student. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she we was one of our We all graduated. <laughs> she was one of
0: our most famous graduates. They talk about it all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's in the <laughs> brochure.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, I love those a, colleges that have like one big celebrity, right. and but it, yet it's like, eh. I put you know. out of the airlock at she that would, college.
0: She would come into school every now and then. I never met her, Paul. Did you ever meet her? Oh yeah. Did you? What would you like? Well, she signed
3: hear? my sneakers poster.
0: Uh, she's, nice. she's
3: awesome. She's great. Passport. Yeah. Did she oh, and then did we went passport. to a and with her once. She's she's fantastic. I don't
0: think <laughs> she ever taught a class or anything, though. Did she? I don't After we that. left there, yeah. Uh, all right. So. I need
1: you to say one thing. Passport.
0: <laughs> 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 um, you probably all know Mary from her two Academy Award-winning. Uh, well, she had two Academy Awards. Can you tell me what movies? Nominated. First of all, yeah. nominated for. I
2: can tell you only one. Dances with Wolves. Dance right. People. What's the other one? Passion Fish. Not sneakers. No, sneakers. I did
0: love sneakers. Though. Everyone loves sneakers. Uh, okay, so this is just kind of a fun little Mashing test because I like this character name so much. Do you know the character she played in Dances with Wolves?
2: Uh, crouching I uh, do. Uh, tiger, Talks without point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rambles on endlessly. <laughs> no? no?
3: Obsessed with Marvel?
0: <laughs> no. Stepped in <laughs> Buffalo Chip? <laughs> No, close, stands Paul. With,
3: stands with a fist.
0: Yes, that's correct. Oh,
3: stands with a fist. I
2: was going to say that after all the other things I said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Miss Cloris Leachman. Hey. Okay. Hey. Good She turns 88. <laughs> wow. But nice. can play anywhere from Frau Beauty to Frau Blücher. <laughs> Good night, Frau Blücher. She won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for what movie, everyone? an Adventure. Ooh. No. <laughs> Try again, Paul.
2: The last picture show.
0: they nice. nice. I worked
2: at Blockbuster. <laughs>
0: so,
2: wild action that was in Wild like Action. Wild, there
0: wild action and wild comedy. Wild
2: comedy. Wild Action <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, uh, just a little quiz for you guys. Can you tell me what three Mel Brooks films she appeared in?
2: Ooh,
1: High Anxiety. That's right. Young Frankenstein.
0: Yes, and. Mm,
1: Cloris Leachman.
0: Cloris Leachman.
1: Dracula, Dead and Loving It. No, she played Madame <laughs> Defarge. <laughs> Cloris Leachman.
0: Cloris, yes, the one, the only. She John played Madame Defarge in The History of the World Part 1. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they parodied a uh, Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities.
2: Oh, Cloris Lee. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah, that one. The reason okay. I bring it up, is, she auditioned for a chance to revive her role from Young Frankenstein in the 2007 Broadway production oh. opposite Megan Mullally. But Andrea Martin, Second City fame, she got the role instead. Mo Brooks was quoted as saying about Leachman, at 81, she was too old for the role. We don't want her to die on stage. <laughs> However, if you remember, Cloris Leachman went out to do some great dancing in Dancing with the Stars, oh, yeah. and Brooks reportedly asked her to reprise the role of. Blucher in the Broadway production, but it closed before she had a chance to do uh, yeah. it. So Happy he
5: birthday.
1: died. Happy birthday. There's no producers.
0: I know. They. Can you believe that? That sucks.
1: Yeah, Kate's brother uh, actually uh, workshopped that show. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Then then they recast him. And I guess that happens. Always, I don't know. I've
0: <laughs> been on the other end of that. Yes, that's how that works. We do all the work here. Hey, you did I
1: mean? a really good job. So So
0: sorry. Goodbye. (laughs) And finally, what a happy birthday we're having! Let's wish a very happy birthday to Tarantino's muse, the lovely Miss Uma Thurman. Uma, Uma, Oprah. She turns forty-four, but can play anywhere from statuesque to model-like. We all know Uma is quite a unique name. She was named after the goddess of light and beauty from an Indian mythology. So that's a lot to live up to as a child. (laughs) She's
4: doing a good job. She's doing a very good job of of that.
0: We all know her from her Academy Award-winning nominated turn in Pulp Fiction, but did you know that Tarantino originally had Uma in mind to play Honey Bunny? Can you believe that?
5: She was going to play Honey
0: Bunny, but then he decided maybe she was better suited to play Mia Walls after their first meeting. So now I submit to you, movie guys. Mm -hmm. Can you name what two movies Uma Thurman danced with John Travolta in?
1: Mad Dog and Glory.
0: No. (laughs) Try again. We Pulp all fiction. know Pulp fiction. fiction, and what other movie did she dance with? The in?
1: General's Daughter.
4: Is there like some Scientology promo <laughs> <laughs> film?
1: <laughs> Battlefield.
0: No, it's actually it's um, a sequel to Get Shorty.
3: Oh yeah. Oh. They danced in uh uh yeah uh, Jackie Brown. Be cool.
0: Be cool. I did not see Be Cool. I, wow. yeah. cool. I missed trouble. the dancing. Did anybody see Be Cool? Was it a
4: reference to Pulp Fiction dancing? Like it. Was it like a callback?
0: Yeah. yeah Nobody they, they were,
3: Like they thought it was cool that they got them to do yeah yeah, okay
0: and also a fun fact because I know Bart you like fun facts I insist all my facts be fun otherwise (laughs) I don't want to know them (laughs) right well because she's trying to live up to the goddess of light and beauty uh, she has a shade of Lancome lipstick named after her however only available in Asia Oh. Yeah, so if you want Uma Lips, Lips. you have to go to Asia. Fried Uma Lips?
2: Oh, I get the fried Uma Lips on the noodle bed? You can get those flown
0: in from Asia. Yes. That's nice. Very rare. And lastly, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing.
2: It's true. Joseph was just asking me before the show, could you tell me two interesting (laughs) things about Karen? And I said, first of all, her Indian name is Watches Movies with Paul.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. <laughs> and it's true.
2: She loves when celebrities sing.
0: I do, I do very much. And so since we were talking about Cloris Leachman and we we're talking about Mel Brooks, I thought, why not listen to a little Uma Thurman killing, I mean singing, if you've got it, flaunt <gasps> it, from the producers. And Ooh. we can all imagine her in that tight white dress. When you got tea, What is this from? The producers. Oh.
2: Oh, step right up she's, uh, what's her name?
0: Yes, she's Ula. Ula. People Ula.
5: Thurman.
0: Now, a second ago, we were just talking about how you have the people do the reading of the musical, they beat. take it to Broadway and they recast it. Yeah. Then you have the woman who wear, wins the show Tony for playing this part know, gets recast by Uma Thurman. Oh. So it happens to everybody. Oh, yeah. It
1: happens to the best.
3: happens all the way up the chain. Yep. Then
0: all
3: right, well, that's uh, all for this uh, show, ladies and gentlemen. uh Together, uh, we are The Movie Guys. Individually, we are... Bart you can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, and Instagram, all that shit. It's a lot to keep up with. Thanks to Joseph Scrimshaw, <laughs> hey! everybody. Thank you guys for having me. Where are we going to find out cool stuff about you? Uh,
4: JosephScrimshaw.com or my Twitter at Joseph Scrimshaw. There you go nice. um, And
3: oh yeah We didn't even talk about it. You, got a, you got a couple of albums
4: right? Yeah yeah You can find all my comedy albums uh, At Joseph Scrimshaw uh, Joseph dot com And uh, Obsessed The podcast is on Feral Audio At Feral dot yeah. com Nice And
3: out there on iTunes as well mm-hmm. uh, Also don't be shy About visiting Digital dot com My production company Puts this on What Karen dot com Find out what Karen's doing schadenfreude.net sure yeah well right now it's, <laughs> the, it's a the download
1: troop. on WGN because uh, every night for the 10 o'clock hour the last hour of the show you on any given night myself K. James Sandy Marshall will all call in as different characters so it's like a schadenfreude reunion every that's night that's the we'll great run. Justin that Kaufman Justin yeah. Kaufman nice
3: uh, and Thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, yes, you can Schultz. find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, more movies, and we'll have you saying, let's go see Avengers a second time. <laughs> see you later! bye. bye. bye.